Welcome, welcome again to another rendition of WTF Interviews. My name is Sir Royce Brialis with my prestigious co-host, Dr. Raheem Young. How's it going, brother? I'm good, man. How you doing? Ah, man, no complaints over here, man. Everything's going well. And uh, I'm also pleased to announce we have a special guest, Britt Savage. How's it going, man? Good, good. Good to be on. Yeah, thanks for jumping on. So, uh... Tell the people about a little bit about yourself, man. Like us, uh, so what do you do, and uh, you know who do you serve? Right. So, uh, so let's see. To start off, uh, my background: uh, I specialize in uh, uh, capital development for both residential and commercial uh, projects. Uh, so, and then I also assist organizations with obtaining capital, whether that's both public or private funding resources. So. Uh, that can encompass grants, it can encompass uh, various different uh, subsidies uh, in the public and private space. Uh, so that's my, my focus is to uh, facilitate that. So we currently have a project uh, as a part of the Invest Southwest program uh, in the North Lawndale community that we're working on as a part of a development team called Elevate Hive. Uh, development team and we're bringing uh, developing uh, an Elevate Hive health and wellness uh, campus uh, that's going to uh, be located right there in the 3400 West Ogden um, block uh, and it's going to be right there between Trumbull and Holman on the north side of the uh, uh, of, of the street and we're going to have about 66 units of affordable housing and about a 15,000 square foot cosmetology and fragrance school that's gonna be led by a remarkable young lady by the name of Bambi Montgomery, who's the owner of High Luxury Fragrances. Uh, she's also a licensed cosmetologist that teaches at, that teach at Paul Mitchell. And uh, our goal is to uh, also have a, a, a African hair museum to study the history of African hair uh, that will be on it up above on the amenity terrace, uh, and then also have five retail uh, storefronts uh, right there in Ogden and Trumbull. Uh, so we're looking forward to this project. It's going to really help the community and help create uh, career-oriented jobs. And so, when you said about the service piece, uh, that's my goal: is to build, uh, to serve. Um, with the uh, intellectual capacity that I have of being a third generation entrepreneur to really help black owned uh, entrepreneurs and businesses uh, to uplift them as entrepreneurs and then create, uh, show them how to structure uh, their organization so that they can have long, provide long-term career oriented uh, employment opportunities for their staff. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. So I, I know that you said that you're a third generation entrepreneur. What what were some of the businesses your family had? Uh, well, my great uncles, uh, we, we call them uh, Mouse, uh, Lindsay, and Albert Lindsay. They had founded a grocery store uh, right there, Thirty Ninth and Giles, uh, right there, just across the street from uh, Wendell Phillips High School uh, in the Bronzeville area back in the fifties and sixties. Uh, and they established a grocery store, and then they also had a, a what they call a, a hamburger hot dog stand 
uh, right there at 58th and uh, Indiana, just under the uh, train uh, stop right there. Not, uh, not stop, but the train track. Uh, so, yeah, so they started that and operated that, uh, I want to say probably about 20 years, uh, right up until my uncle was murdered. Um, and uh, around 1970, my parents uh, established a child care program on the south side in the Chesterfield community and operated that for about, uh, well, it was founded in 1970 and it operated up until last year and made it to its 50th year. Uh, and, and then I started a landscaping company um, in high school uh, um, and then uh, formed this company that I'm operating now, Structure Group LLC, uh, back in March of 2005. Okay. So what, uh, what are some things like your dad taught you about business and being an entrepreneur? Well, he wasn't, um, well, he uh, obtained inspiration from my great uncle. Uh, because originally his concept for that commercial property at 92nd and Cottage was to uh, facilitate a grocery store, much like the grocery store that, that my uncles, my great uncles had established because my mother had, you know, uh, worked in that grocery store and a lot of the family members worked in that grocery store. So he worked at uh, Inland Steel, uh, retired after, I think he did about 25 years, uh, 25, maybe 30. Uh, so he he essentially emulated them, but then you know instead of operating the grocery store, he decided to to operate the uh, to establish a childcare program. Uh, so one of the things that I could say uh, that that I learned from him directly uh, was to take pride in your business. You know, uh, if there's trash out there on the on the sidewalk and on the curb. You know, get out there and, you, you know, you sweep it up. You know, you clean it up. You know, uh, if somebody threw something on the window or, or something like that, you know, saying you get the Windex, you get the, you know, you clean the windows. So it's it's all about taking pride in your business and, and making sure that you, you know, put the resources into the business and, and make that investment in your business because if you do that, but then those first, you know, just, I mean, just every day, but, but at least keep that in your mind, um, you know, within those first five years, you know, you could really establish a significant foundation. Um, now, obviously, obviously there's some other elements that you have to uh, be aware of uh, in business. Um, you know, uh, oftentimes I tell uh, entrepreneurs that they have to break their businesses up into three categories. Uh, and one is the regulatory piece, uh, because if you operate a business in Chicago, for instance, you have to understand the um, the the licensing requirements for that business. You got to know the you know the requirements for the building department, the uh, health department, fire, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and then you have the state, you know, so you have to understand you know, the regulatory requirements with the state of Illinois, like understanding, you know, for instance, when individuals file for unemployment. So you need to know about the Illinois uh, Department of Employment Security. Uh, so, you know, and then of course you got, if you got, if you're doing W-2s, you got to know about the payroll taxes and so forth. So, you know, that's the federal piece. So, you know, the regulatory piece is one, one side of it is one part of it. 
the second component is understanding, uh, which, you know, of course, all these have their subcategories and, and things of that nature, but you got to be able to understand your business from the standpoint of your legal, your HR, um, your banking relationships, and then uh, insurance. Uh, being able to understand your insurance policies because what I find with a lot of these entrepreneurial programs, they tend to ignore insurance. And so if you're looking at insurance, you got to understand that, okay, I, you know, you know, if I'm a renter, I got to have renter's insurance. You can't rely on that property owner to insure your product uh, in the event that it's stolen or is damaged to the property. So you got to have renter's insurance for your product. And, and things of that nature that's in that retail location. And then if you're the property owner, uh, and then you, well, you also got to have general liability coverage too, because in the event that the person comes into your establishment, they slip, fall, you know what I'm saying? They go, ah, you know, that one of those situations, then you know that's what like Right, 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 right. So, uh, so it's understanding those things, and 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 uh, and then like with banking, you know, you need to have a relationship with at least three banks. Uh, so perhaps you can have payroll with one, and then you have your other uh, account, you know, to handle uh, general operating expenses, uh, and then you just have a personal account and checking, you know, at another uh, bank. Uh, but essentially, try to have a relationship with three banks. I would focus on more community-oriented banks. I think that the larger banks uh, tend to ignore small businesses, in my opinion. And you need to make sure that you challenge the banker that you're banking with to ensure that they are keeping their fees low and that they're offering services that are applicable to your business as a startup or an established business. Uh, and then, of course, I've probably left out accounting, but accounting is very important to get someone who uh, understands how how the IRS works and how those accounting uh, documents are so vital uh, to your business uh, in terms of monitoring uh, those uh, financial statements, helping you understand your financial statements. Sometimes our people tend to not want to put information on those financial statements, but you know, when you have all this inventory, you know, that inventory that you have, whether it's a refrigerator, a spoon, or this or that, all of that has a cost. It's an asset. You know what I'm saying? So you have to understand the monetary value of your equipment and then your inventory. So if you're a restaurant and you have this food and all the products that it takes to make that finished food that people buy, uh, that's inventory, that's an asset. Um, so it's, you know, it's understanding business from that perspective. And then the, the third tier that I would uh, say in business is to understand the day-to-day operations of your business. Um, you know, how do you manage that business? How do you train your employees? You know, is there an employee handbook that you've developed? Uh, understand how that business should flow understand, you know, your customer service, your outreach and things of that nature. Uh, how do you market? How do you attract customers? Um, and, and really understand how to get a repeat customer uh, so that they can keep coming uh, to support your product or service. Uh, so I think if you can master those three, and again, don't think of business as being a top-down, a vertical, a horizontal situation. 
if you want to stay in business, you got to look at it as a circular environment because it's a it's it's an ongoing situation. You know what I'm saying? It has to be assessed daily, uh, monthly, you know, uh, quarterly. You know, so the thing is, is that it's an ongoing situation where you got to manage those three categories in terms of the regulatory aspect of the business. Uh, the the second category in terms of the banking, the lawyers, the the uh, accounting, the insurance, uh, and then the third piece is just the day-to-day operation uh, of the business. So so those are, I think, the, the three fundamental categories that you have to break your business down into and do that assessment, you know, every day. Yeah, man. Thank you for that, man. I'm over here taking notes, man. Are you, <laughs> while you're talking, man, I definitely uh, appreciate that. No problem, um, brother. Now, um, when it comes to um, your dad, or even your mother, uh, for that mm-hmm. matter, um, you know, we talked earlier uh, before we started recording about um, your experiences right now. You don't have any kids currently. Right. Um, but, you know, eventually, you know, I'm, I, when you find the right one, uh, you know, you probably start laying, uh, laying down some seeds, you know. <laughs> man, I don't know. I'm, 50, I'm 51, man. You know, this... <laughs> Hey, you man, Abraham was 100, man. <laughs> okay, all right, bro. <laughs> man, never too late, man. And, and, you know, at this point, man, it's not about me finding her. It's about her finding me, man, yeah, you man. know, because this this next 50 years, man, I'm going to be on the move, you know, trying to explore the world and, you know, and, and really just do more traveling and things of that nature, you know. So, you know, I think yeah. that, you know, because of technology and the way the currency is now, you know, it's incumbent upon us to really understand life from a global perspective that the prior generations, I don't think, you know, really possibly, and I'm not saying, you know, I'm not going to not at all put us in a monolithic perspective, but, you know, obviously technology uh, has made it more accessible for us to be able to, to build a global uh, mindset, you know. And I think that it's important for us to understand that with the with the, the volatile nature of this country that we're in in America, you know. Gotcha. Yeah, it's important for, uh, knowing the whole landscape, not just uh, your backyard. Like, right. uh, how to zoom out on the map and see the world. I think that's important. Right. Um, right. Now, um, you mentioned you... Um, you do uh, mentor your, your father figure to your nieces and your nephews. Yes. Uh, what do you try to instill in them uh, that your parents instilled in you? Right. Basically, you know, I look at things from that paradigm of a circle. You know, essentially the values that you were taught, that's the values that you impart upon them. You know, um, it, it is so imperative that it's, it's just real basic uh, values that you have to teach them. You know, my father taught me, you know, when you're doing your laundry, you know, in order to keep your, your socks, the pairs together, you know, just use a, 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 a safety pin. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, when you wear a belt, you know, pull your pants up, you know, and, and, and make sure that buckle uh, aligns with the, you know, the buttons or the, on your shirt or at least at, at the center. Um, you know, it's just all of those things about, you know, how to launder your clothes and, 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 and how to take care of your, your hygiene, you know, uh, um, and take care of your body. My, 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 my sister just got back from Vegas and 
she's talking about her granddaughter who's a teenager talking about she's just gonna wash up and she's like girl you can't wash up in vegas not in nevada and it's like 90 <laughs> you gotta get your butt in that tub take a shower take a bath you know you gotta soak you know you Right, right. Take your time when you get that funk up off of you, you know what I'm saying? Because it's real when it gets over 90 degrees, you know, you, you got to probably do two a day. But, um, but you know, but it's just understanding those those values in terms of making sure that, you know, like, for instance, that they that they understand how to, how, how uh, to mail a letter, you know what I'm saying? Just those basic things in terms of like, well, what, what do I do with this stamp, you know? One of my nieces, she didn't understand what that was about because, again, they, they're growing up in a whole different generation. Uh, so, and we can't assume that their parents is going to, you know, uh, teach them that. So, um, so it's just really taking those moments uh, when God presents those moments to you, those teachable moments, and realize that, you know, you can't be judgmental and criticized. You just got to say, okay, look, they don't know. Now let me show them, you know. How many, uh, how many nieces and nephews do you have? What's their ages? Man, with my brother now, man, he didn't he didn't have them biologically, but he inherited them through nature. So they just did a family photo. He got he's like on four or five. And you know, and so now you know you got those exponential situations where, you know, his son has, you know, what two baby mamas, something like that, you know, beautiful young ladies, but then they created kids, you know, with other uh, guys. So, you know, so I think he's like up to probably five, you know, right now, just on five or six, just, just within his, his sphere. And then my, my, my nephew, uh, he has two, two daughters. Uh, so I think that's up to probably eight now, something like that, seven, eight. Somewhere in that that space, and then a lot of, a lot of cousins, because um, I I hosted family reunions, so um, you know when they approach me, sometimes they call me Uncle Brett. Um, so it's it's just yeah, it's just that spirit, I think. So you like help put the family reunion together and stuff? Yeah, man. And we talk about a lot of black folk. <laughs> yeah. You know? What kind of issues have you experienced with that? You know, man, I had, okay, so over here at Rainbow Beach, I don't know if you all know the southeast side very well, but right here off of 79th and uh, 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 South Shore Drive, we call it Rainbow Beach, so I hosted a family reunion there in 2001, uh, and this is right when they completed the, the new field house. Now, we were supposed to just have a portion of it, but man, we had... Man, we had over 350 people, man, come, you know. Everybody had their T-shirts on. So uh, so I had a family member, God rest her soul. She came up to me. So I provided, the, you know, the packages of hot sauce. You know, you go to Gordon Food Supply, you get the, the relishes, the mustard, and a little package. So she came up to me and she said, hey, Britt, you know, the hot sauce in this package is not hot enough. <laughs> so you know you, you you get stuff like that. So so then the last one I hosted in uh, twenty seventeen. She, she was serious. She was serious, brother. 
<laughs> serious. I'm like, yeah, what you want me to do? Go and get yeah, some, man, uh, some root spice, man. <laughs> no, oh, man, no, go no, get no, some, no, uh, no. oh, let me run to the grocery store, get some Tabasco or some Louisiana Supreme or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, here you go. I got it right here in my back pocket. You know? It's going to turn up just a notch for you. You know what I'm saying? But she was serious. She was very serious. Uh, so in 2017, uh, I hosted it. Host, well, not hosted it, but I hosted the family reunion in uh, Nashville, Tennessee. And we was right outside of Nashville in Mount Juliet, Tennessee. And we had uh, two hotels. We had the uh, Courtyard Marriott and the Hampton Inn. Because uh, we usually take up maybe two, three hotels on the average. Um, so in this case, the same relative came up to me and say, well, you know, the Courtyard Marriott doesn't offer a complimentary breakfast. I say, well, man, you seen that in the, uh, you know, you know, you seen that in the, uh, in the, in the information. That's why I gave those who wanted the option of having a refrigerator and a microwave in the room. You have to stay at the courtyard, but the, the, the continental breakfast, you know, you, you get, it's a la carte. You got to pay for it. However, the Hampton Inn does not have, at that time, it didn't, did not have a, a refrigerator or a microwave in the room, so, but they had the continental breakfast. So, uh, so I said, well, hey, cuz, you know, what you going to do? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, you figure it out, you know, so. Nah, I mean, that, that's dope, man, to try to do that. I don't think yeah. my, my family, we haven't had a family reunion in probably like 20 years, man. My man, daughter, yeah. my youngest daughter that's nine, she didn't even know what a family reunion was. Oh, man. Look, let me yeah, tell you, man. Yeah, so I, I would say, man, just start it up, man. You know, just do it, man, because, you know, I, I, you will need support, um, you know, but, but, but you know, I'm just grateful to God that he's given me the strength to be able to uh, facilitate hosting them. Um, because again, once we figure out the hotel situation and, you know, you got to make sure you stay focused on those contracts, you know, where you're going to, you know, if you're going to do the, the banquet or to get acquainted situation at the hotel, you know, make sure you, you know, negotiate those hotel contracts because they will still try to, they will stick it to you in terms of even after you've canceled, you know, uh, or reduced the number. They will still try to get you to pay for those individuals that um, that you know were not previously scheduled uh, um, to to attend that particular banquet or or an appointed night, uh, and then just find that recreational space, you know, preferably one with air conditioning because you know when we was in Mount Juliet, man, it was. It was off the chit. It was off the charts, man. It was ninety-five plus. It was hot, you know. But they sat there and ate that food, brothers. So you know, black people, man, they still go eat, but they go complain. It's hot because you know we couldn't find a space that was indoors that was air conditioned. So you know, uh, man, like I said, I think that it is so important because, especially with what we're seeing on social media, where it's an attack on people's self-esteem and their ability to understand that, man, it's okay, you can get through this. You know what I'm saying? Um, um, and so I think that, you know, one of the things that I think the family reunion is able to do is it's able to say that it's okay that you're different. You know what I'm saying? If, you know, for me, I, 
right, I had to understand like where did I get the big hands from and the thighs and the butt. You know what I'm saying? So when I, you know, when I go to the reunion, I'm like, damn, okay. See, I can see where I got this this from. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, the build because on my father's side, they all medium height, but they're not. You know, they not they not thick. They not husky. They not you know any of that. Uh, and they, they their weights their weight limit is probably a buck fifty, maybe buck sixty. You know, I was I was wearing a man's waist at at in eighth grade. I was a thirty two waist in, in eighth grade. Um, but, you know, I always had the full back uh, build. Uh, and then, you know, that's what I played in high school and I wrestled. Um, but, you know, again, it's just, you know, you, you know, for me, it, 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 you know, watching other family members and going to the family reunions, it was just like, okay, now I get it. You know, to see that connection and to see, uh, to learn um, the the family, the way that I've been able to learn a family because I know, well, you know, they come up to me now, of course, for the information in terms of how are they related. Mm-hmm. You know, and of course, some of the cousins want to know, man, is she related? You know what I'm saying? Cause, you know, I'm like, yeah, you can't touch it. You can't, you know, you know, so, so, uh, so, you know, making that connection, but we've been able to uh, we've been able to trace our lineage. Uh, we're at nine generations now. That's cool. Uh, yeah. So, so it's making that connection. And so this is, we've connected. And so we're on my mother's side, we are from Mount Bayou, Reno, Mississippi. And the, and the savages are from uh, Wabasiki, Arkansas, just out of Pine Bluff. So it's also making that genealogy, that genealogical connection as well. It's so important to to building up your self esteem to me and, and understanding your sense of awareness and yeah. and you know people say stuff about you all the time, man. But if you know who you are, brother, it's just like you know it's just words. You know what I'm saying? And it just it, you know it doesn't have that value. You know? Is that something that your like your mom and dad instilled into you, like to appreciate and value family? And is that why you like, you know, put so much effort into putting the family reunions together? Well, you know, it was really my great aunt, aunt Fanny uh, on my mother's side. Uh, she started the family reunions back in 1984, um, and the first one, the very first one, was at the South Shore Country Club or what they call now the Cultural Center. Uh, so we had the very first one there. So I would really say it's just emulating her and my mom too, you know. But but it, but but it, but the value of family, I think, was instilled on both sides of the family. Uh, my father's a product of ten ten uh, children. Uh, grew up in Argyle Gardens. He went to CBS and so on and so forth. Uh, so his side was a big family. You know, it's a big family uh, on both my grandfather and grandmother's side but but yeah definitely i think they they instilled it but also it was enhanced by the other family members as well you know yeah that's cool yeah and then one of my older cousins you know he got like 15 kids so you know he he he, you know he just walked past the condom out he wasn't trying to use it at all so so he was always a, he was always a role model to me about not you know fathering kids out of wedlock and stuff like that you know so 
uh, or having kids out of wedlock and not having that, that preference because you know, I knew all, all along that I wanted to invest in property and, you know, get my, get the two flat, you know, once I got out of college. And, you know, unfortunately, he wasn't able to buy his first house until he was like in his 40s, you know, just due to the, you know, the number of responsibilities that he created. So, so that's also something that I learned from, you know, family members too, you know. Sometimes you don't have to take the same path. You could learn from others. Yeah. Uh, the, that the, the smart man uh, learn from his mistakes. The wise man learn from others' mistakes. Man, I, I, man, it's, it's real. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's real, you know. Uh, you know, and, and, and that's, you know, been on every level, man, you know. Yeah, kudos to you, man. Um, out of um, people that we've spoken to recently, man, I, I can say that you are probably uh, one of the, uh, the wisest men that we've spoken to. Uh, well, thank you, man. Again, <laughs> I, you know, I, I got to give it up to God, man, because, again, I'm a reflection of what he poured into me. So that, you know, what you see is what you get. Yeah, yeah, and I, I can see your family has benefited from that. Uh, what would you say is um, has been um, some of the best advice that your dad has given you over time? Well, our relationship was always kind of like an oil and water relationship. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so, so I would, you know, I would think that, you know, probably I think the the best asset that I got was probably the arrogance and defiance, you know. Um, but, you know, uh, which is not a bad thing, you know what I'm saying? Because, again, it made me just extremely independent uh, and, and, and to think critically, you know what I'm saying? So it, it's all about taking adverse situations and, 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 and kind of uh, structured in a way that, that you can still survive and and say, okay, look, although he might have had a, you know, somewhat difficult childhood, one of the things that he was committed to was being a provider. Uh, and he was a great provider, uh, but emotionally he was just um, in some ways damaged because he had to assume the responsibility of raising uh, eight siblings. Um you know, because my grandfather, he, you know, he stepped out and was, you know, on that creep, you know, so we all know as men with that, what's going on with that. So, so, uh, so, you know, but, but that, but that, uh, that responsibility of taking care of a family and not really ideally having that childhood and having those, you know, teenage experiences that everyone should have, uh, he had to abandon that to a certain extent, and I think that uh, he probably uh, either probably didn't have to have kids, or he should have waited, but during that time, um, you know, uh, he would have been ostracized, you know, if he didn't have a family, because, hell, I experienced that, you know, just in my 20s, like, man, what's wrong with you? Are you on the down low? Are you, you know, I'm like, no, I ain't, you know. Um, it's just that, man, you know, when you, when you make that, you know, you had that, you know, as we discussed earlier, when you had that uh, responsibility, man, you got to make sure that these kids understand that they have value and that they matter, you know. And, and so, 
uh, that's one thing that I could say also that, you know, amongst other things that I learned from him was, uh, was that, you know, making sure that you, you know, you stay committed and dedicated uh, to the responsibility of, of raising that child. And, um, you know, obviously my mother had a significant impact in my life in terms of uh, a lot of the things that I've learned. Um, uh, but, but they both, you know, provided, you know, the absolute equilibrium that I needed uh, to survive and thrive, you know, not only in this society, but on this planet. So we're getting close to time. I have one last question for you. Um, if you could give any bit of advice on the professional level right. and on a business well, on a professional level, on a personal level, right? To a young black man coming up, what would it be? Man, stay focused. Um, realize that the the path that you're gonna take uh, is not gonna be popular. Um, that you know you may have even family members try to dissuade you. People that you know of say that, oh, that's not a great idea. But, but the thing is that when God, you know, blesses you with the idea, he blessed you with the idea. So therefore, you have to stay committed and focused. And that might be 20, 25 years out, right? But what he's doing, what God is manifesting in your life is to prepare you for the journey. Because it's not going to happen like that. You know what I'm saying? So he's building those blocks. All this stuff that you're experiencing, good, bad, and different. Stay focused. Stay focused. Stay the course. Uh, it's not a sprint, as they say. It's a marathon. You got to be prepared to endure this, man, because like I said, you're getting attacked from all angles. You know, you get in that car. You don't know if you're about to get carjacked or Popo's going to pull you over or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So, you you know, you got to be prepared to expect the unexpected, but still stay focused. Uh, so, man, stay prayerful. Man, put that creative in your life, man, and, and just stay and, and keep things simple, man. Don't don't get caught up in the things, you know, don't get don't get confused with with. Uh, uh, loving things and using people, but loving people and using things, man. It's so important um, because we've seen so many brothers and sisters get caught up in that, you know, that bling, bling mentality, man, and you chasing something that, that's really rooted in insecurity. Mm -hmm. So you have to love yourself, which the creator will bless you with that, and you have to stay true to that. And it may mean that you have to be by yourself, but there's a difference between being lonely and alone. And, uh, man, just, just walk in that direction. Because entrepreneurial life, hey, man, it's, it's tough. That was, that was a bomb, man. Yeah. yeah. That was a bomb that just dropped. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Go, go Thanks. ahead, brother. No problem. No, no, no problem. I appreciate that, brother. But, yeah, you know. It's, it's tough as an entrepreneur, but, you know, you have to realize that, you know, you was blessed with the idea, so you got to stay committed to it and see it through. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's good stuff, man. Yeah. And um, 
I already asked you this question, and I'm just going to re- uh, say what you said to the question. Uh, when I when I booked the call with you, I asked, uh, "What does fatherhood mean to you?" And Britt, you said uh, it means commitment and dedication. Yes. Exclamation point on that. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. could you expound on that a little more? Well, you know, you gotta have patience. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you gotta have that patience, man. That's that's all I can say because yeah. the patience is what fuels wisdom, and they they're all tied in, you know, uh, uh, in terms of the commitment, the dedication. Because um, you know that's why when people be saying about you know, and I'm not supporting abortion at all, but man, if it's them going into DCFS or into that system, getting human traffic, getting their bodies violated, and things of that nature, and their spirit damaged. Look, man, you know what I'm saying? You got to, you know, if nobody's going to step up to raise that child, and when I say raise them, I'm saying, man, you got to be there when they're teething, when they sick, when they, man, they threw up on you in the restaurant, and, and man, threw up on you, and then they got diarrhea, man. It's just, man, everything is coming out all at one time. You got you to have patience, man. You got to say, okay, look, this is what it is. We're going to make it happen. We're going to endure it. But, yeah, from what I realized, just with raising and helping raise the ones that I have. And obviously, them not being with me full time. But, you know, I've been able to impart wisdom, you know, with them uh, and, and teach them, you know, to be patient, you know, and be dedicated with whatever they're doing. But, yes, I would say the patience is the, is the key. Yeah, that's great. Uh, yeah, I would say uh, I got a few Hall of Fame episodes, and I'm gonna put this one in, in, in the rafters, man. This is this is a great Thanks, one. Bro. Thanks, bro. You know, whatever I can share, you know, again, in order for me to, uh, in order for me to fulfill, in order for someone else to fulfill their purpose, I have to fulfill my purpose, right? Yes, that's, that's that circle, man. That circle of life. So, this is that moment, you know. Whoever's listening, uh, you know, hopefully, I'm able to inspire. It's not me, it's the creator that we all come from, you know. It's about perpetuating that circle to help people feel uplifted and inspired to, to keep enduring and stay the course, man. That's what it's all about, man. And know how to love and receive love. Don't take it for granted, you know. Yeah. Life is too short, brother. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, man, you know, whatever whatever your interest is, man, grab up somebody, man, because, you know, this COVID is, man, it's tough on me. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, man, being able to grab that person, hey, baby, I need you to lay up next to me, man, and just rub on me, man. You know what I'm saying? And tell me it's going to be all right. You know what I'm saying? Man, man, it's, it's bad. Seek that out, man, and make sure you get it and it's right because love is real, man. It's yes, good for the body, mind, and spirit, you know. Yes, yes sir. Now, uh, if the people had to reach out to you, uh, how would you want them to get connected with you? So, uh, man, they could, uh, I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm not on any other social media platform, so you can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, where you found me, brother. And, uh, and then you can also, you know, uh, email me. Uh, at Structure Group LLC05 at gmail.com. And I'd be more than happy. And like I said, I don't charge people for advice, man. You know, I've advised several hundred businesses over the years. Um, 
and um, you know help them you know understand you know how to how to develop this this entrepreneurial uh, business whatever that may be um, but yeah you know again they can reach out to me you know via LinkedIn uh, and then they can also email me. Cool. Yeah, uh, man, I'll be reaching out to you, man. We definitely have oh, things to talk about, man. <laughs> no problem, brother. No problem. Anytime, man. Anytime, yeah. for real. You know what I'm saying? For real. And I, and I, you know, I know a lot of things, man. You know, and I know a lot of people. I've been in Chicago uh, for 51 years, you know, all my life. I uh, got a lot of contact, you know, politically, socially, you know, just... People call me for anything. Man, you got a guy that knows how to, somebody know how to do this, you know. Here you go. Here's their number, you know. So, I, 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 you know, I feel like, damn, how do I know these people, you know. Right. But, but, you know, it's what it is, man. You know, and, and I think the key to humility, man, is really getting to know people. Uh, because, see, I, I don't, I don't, like, chase the CEO of the company. I'm interested in the janitor. You know, I'm interested in the facility maintenance guy. Well, this guy may specialize in taxidermy. You know what I'm saying? And so you like, man, that's his hobby or her hobby. You know, like, oh, so you stuffed him old dead, you know, whatever it takes. You know, how they do it? But, but you know, I sit there and I'll talk to him like, man, how did you, you know, so I think, you know, again, understand how kids think where they just keep that natural curiosity, fascination. I think that that's what, you know, it's probably one of the most essential things that God has blessed me with is to still maintain that curiosity about how interesting, you know, all of his, uh, all of the organisms that are around us and how fascinating we all are as well as people uh, in terms of what, what we find interesting and what we do. You know, you look at artists, uh, what inspires them to paint. You know, they can see a pattern in the sky, man, that inspires them, you know, so... Mm -hmm. Uh, so I think that that's also been uh, a reason why I have such a broad base of, of resources and contacts is because I find each and every one of them, you know, very, very fascinating in what they do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. That's, uh, yeah. that's awesome. Uh, yeah. Dr. Raheem, did you have anything else before we close? Uh, no, no other questions, man. I just want to say thank you. Thank you for joining us. Sure. So thanks for having me, man. I appreciate this. For real. Whatever I can do to help you all out, man, I, you know, I don't have a problem with that, man. For sure. Appreciate it. You all stay well, blessed, stay man. Line, man. Don't hang up. We're going to uh, chop it up for a few after we end this thing. But, uh, again, uh, for myself, Sir Royce Realis, for Dr. Raheem Young, and for, for Britt Savage, uh, thanks again for listening to WTF Interviews, and uh, stay tuned for further announcements. Yes, yes, Sir Royce here, and I want to thank you again for listening to WTF Interviews. Leave a review as it helps more people like yourself receive the message. Also, consider donating to Welcome to Fatherhood. It's a nonprofit that myself and Dr. Raheem Young created to help dads showcase their superpowers to the masses. You can do that by going to WTFatherhood.org. Again, gratitude and be well. You already are. <laughs>